prepare yourself for invasion. This is Indian Invasion. Hey guys, it's Eric and Mac. We're back again from Indian Invasion and we're doing our part three dive into Rain in Hell. Rain in Hell. Now, our previous videos you guys can check out on YouTube. Um, we covered the lore in part one. <laughs> and we kind of dove into the factions you can play and kind of how they work and stuff. So this is going to be our final one, but we do have some other videos up there that you can see of Mac's first cabal that he did. Uh, I am still working on painting mine so I can do a nice little short video. And we're probably we're trying to figure it out how to do maybe even a playthrough. So if you guys keep an eye on our YouTube channel, uh, we'll, we should have something up there for you guys to view. Maybe. 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 maybe but and, and you can view it with your new <laughs> Indian Invasion coffee cup right there. And yep. if you don't care for the Indian Invasion one and you just like to be with us on Wednesday nights, you can get yourself an Indian Invasion's shorts coffee cup. Just like a true salesman. Right? <laughs> Our new Redbubble store is so cool, man. I got I'm, and I'm buying I'm the one buying everything. Yeah, so you're the one that's profiting off yourself, I'm, right? I'm profiting off of myself and giving Redbubble a small cut. <laughs> well, like I said, today is going to be part three where what we're going to do and in all these videos, we just kind of touch on it. It's an overview. We don't want to get it too detailed for you guys because we kind of want to let you guys discover the rules and, you know, how the, the system works and stuff. Um, it's a lot of fun to kind of discover games that way. And in this part, we're just going to go over some of the cool mechanics they have in yep. Rain and Fire that kind of make it stand out Rain apart and fire. from others. Rain and Fire. Wait a minute. Rain and Hell. Oh, Man, okay. I thought, hey, look, all the games we talk about, I had to make sure. You know why I keep saying Rain of Fire? Because there's, there's a, fire behind us? Well, that and there's a cool movie called Rain, Rain of, fire. of Fire. Yes. Okay. So. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. <laughs> but yeah, so we're just going to go over from Rain and Hell some of the game mechanics for you guys. That uh, These are things that kind of grabbed us. You know, when we first read about it, we're like, hmm, how does that work? And then we yeah. dove into it a little bit more and we're like, wow, it just kind of made us go, wow, that's really neat. And um, so what is one of the standout rules for you, Mac, that uh, I kind of think is one of the main things the first thing that i think that yeah. caught my attention well the initiative really kind of it, it was so different mm -hmm. and very appealing to me we're so used to the games where um either you move your whole side then i move my whole side or you move a guy i move a guy back and yeah. forth like that but this one was if you got six guys in your cabal you roll 6d12 and that's your initiative numbers. So you know, whatever numbers you have, that's the order that you'll go in from 12 down. And so you might activate three guys in a row and the yeah. other person not activate anything. So I was like, man, that's really cool. And at first I thought to myself, okay, you got to roll this big handful of dice because I got 10 guys in my cabal. That's fun. And it, well, it is. I mean, I'm a former 40K orc player, so I'm all about rolling a bunch of dice. But in my mind, I was thinking, okay, how is this going to be for tracking? Is this going to be, you know, something 
that's just too much, too many dice on the table on the side. And it really wasn't. There's a space on the Rain in Hell Cabal sheets that you can put your dice, but I have mine front, my Cabal is front and back. Mm -hmm. So that didn't really work for me, but I just set them right there, you know, right on the side next to my dice tray. And it was great. And I loved how you really had to think about what you were going to do because of the way the synergies of your cabals work together. You really had to think about it when you're looking at your dice, who you're going to do, who you're going to activate in what order. Um, just because it, it, it was just really, it was really neat. And D12s are cool dice and they're chunky. There's, they're only, a couple, there's only a couple games that I have played that use them with any sort of regularity in the game. Yeah. With Twisted, of course, being one of them. Kind of throw in a Twisted plug. <laughs> I also like, too, that from turn to turn, um, there's a lot of variability with the, the 12 dice. You know, you're rolling one for each guy in your cabal. So, you know, you can have up to 10 dice that you're right. chucking. Um, and it could be different every turn. I mean, you could come up big on one turn where you have, you know, 12, 11, 10, 9. And then other time you just have a bunch of fours, twos, and ones. Right. So, one of the things I really liked too that was spelled out in the rules on initiative is if you lose a guy, you immediately lose one of your active activation dice. Yeah. So you so, can get behind. Right, right. You really could, depending on when in the turn that it happens. And I like that it was spelled out because that could have been a a bone of contention or an unclear point for people playing. But I thought it was really cool that it was actually written out there in the game Yeah, that this is how it works. And yes, it can put you in a bad spot and that's okay because you're playing a game about hell. You're already in a bad spot. It's okay. <laughs> it's all good. All right. So here I got another one for us, for everybody to hear about this awesome game. And it's, um, I like the simplicity of the game. Like yeah. your demons basically have three stats. Yep. That is it. They have a move, you know, in inches, uh, whether it's five, six inches. Um, you have your light, their life stat. So how many times they can take a hit. And then just their combat score, which you actually use in both attacking and defending. Yep. Uh, so I, I like the simplicity of that. There's not like, um, you know, some games where you have 10 different stats, you know, yeah. separate ones for defense versus offense. And, oh, they might have a shield, so this might buff them a little right. bit. And, you know, so some games that you just have so much and it's sometimes it can get to be a little bit yeah. much to keep track of. And and saying it that way kind of makes it sound like it's uh, like doesn't have a lot of gameplay tactical Neat. depth but it's not really the case because all of that more tactical depth really comes in with the special abilities of all of yeah. the different kinds of demons and how that plays off of each other so that's that's where you don't have to mess around with your tactical thinking about a a number it's mm -hmm. about it's about those abilities and kind of how they interplay with each other, which is good because I'm not a tactical player anyway. I'm a oh that model's really cool. I'm putting it on the table and everybody's like, you, you know, he really sucks in the game. Yeah, but look at how cool he is. That's me. style. <laughs> That's right. So I'm losing in style, baby. Back up. That's how I got to roll, man. 
So I'm going along with the combat score, another kind of neat, simple, easy to get a, a grasp on, then would be your to hit number when you're attacking. Uh, it, it's basically just your combat score versus the target's combat score. Yep. And it basically works like this. If your combat score is greater than theirs, well, then you hit them on a two plus. So yep. anything better than a two up on six sided dice. Um, equal, it's three three up and if you're less if you're the little guy fighting the big guy well you got to hit a four or higher to hit yeah. them and it kind of reminds me that system kind of reminds me of the old 40k and necromunda little cross-reference chart they had except much simpler except much simpler yeah um and and so that was that was kind of appealing to me too because the original necromunda was one of that was one of my all-time all-time favorite games yeah, and I like in the book, they actually put it right there for you. Fighting. Three little things there, yeah, for when you're fighting. When you're fighting. When you're fighting. So that's neat. And um, I, get, I guess people are wondering, well, what dice do you use when you attack? You actually just use D6s. Yep, you know? D12s Every, are just a niche. Everybody's got a big stack of D6s, or I could dig out the box that you sent me the other day with all those D6s. Yeah, I sent and, it. You're just rolling as many as what your combat score is. Yep. So simple as that. And you just hope for those high numbers, right? Yep. And then if he's attacking me, I'll roll whatever my combat is for my defense. But but I'm needing sixes to defend. Yeah. But again, that's where you start getting that ability synergy kicking in because that can change based on their ability. So that so again, there's there's those kind of kind of layers of stuff you can do with the different styles of demons and mm -hmm. you know you're you're a little bit limited by what uh, philosophy you choose as far as you know how much of how how much synergy you can have from this guy and that guy because some of them you won't be able to pick but it's still there's a lot more depth to it than you would think looking at it and going oh well there's not that many stats there's not really that many abilities but when we put it on the table the first time it was kind of like wow there's a, a good bit to keep track of that I, yeah. I didn't really see initially. And it's supposed to be good. it's supposed to be like your fast paced, brutal uh, type of game, um, which is what makes it fun. And yeah, like you said, there is enough meat in there that you can kind of yeah. try different things out. Yeah, these rules sound kind of basic, and you know what? They kind of are. They're just not bloated, is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, well, the corpulent demons probably bloated. <laughs> but, but the game's not but and oozing and <laughs> but well one of the things you mentioned about it being fast paced and brutal and what I like about that is it reminds me of Relic Blade I love how Relic Blade plays mm -hmm. because it plays so quickly and it it's it is brutal don't get too attached to your model because he's probably no. not going to be on the table for that long and I really really like that concept of being able to bang out a game really quickly because everybody's crunched for time. You know, they, I've, I've got a bunch of kids and you have two dogs that are Instagram stars. So, you know, <laughs> you got busy lives, you know what I mean? So being able to do that and getting together on a Friday night and being able to play four or five games, yeah, that's a big deal. That's a, I think that's really a big deal. And I like that this game, it, it's not a one-on-one -on -one type of thing. You can have, you know, 
a couple guys in the same battle, you right. know, and just have a battle royal. That's a lot of fun when you have something like that. And yeah. um and it's quick enough that yeah, you just set up and go again. Um and to go along with how brutal it is, it's basically you have move and fight in any order, right? Uh the, you it's can kind of right in your. You can fight and move. Yeah, it's right in your face. There's, there, it's all melee. You just run up yep. and you start socking it out. Um, you can do a run, a run by. You know, run up to them, oh, hit yeah. them, and keep going. So yeah, I think there's uh, three combat actions yeah, you three, can pick from. Three different combat actions. So I, I like that. But like you said, when you start combining those special abilities and, um, you know, and, and, well, and the combat attacks like that, the the focused attack, the charge or the running skirmish, you know, you start mixing those in with certain demons that really play well to a certain type yeah. of yeah. attack. Then you, I think you get, you really just get a lot of it. It's really a good game. I mean, yeah. overall, it's a good game. I don't think it's um, going to be most people's go-to game. I don't think it's going to be most people's regular game. Um but I think it's like, I think it's one of those games that's a nice, good, regular fill in. Cause most people are, they're going to be the big name guys. They're going to play 40K or they're going to play Kill Team. You know what I mean? Something big mm-hmm. like that. And this is a really good one for in there. But I don't know. It could be because it has that same flair as Relic Blade where you're just knocking it out so fast that you can. The few the the short campaign that's in the back of the book for how fast you can play this game is just not enough of a campaign because you can you could probably you had a couple buddies over on a Saturday and you know, come over about noon and plan on having hot dogs on the grill for dinner you could you could bang out an entire campaign that evening so yeah yeah and I I mean that's that's fun though uh, oh heck yeah bang out a campaign I mean that was. Uh, kind of a neat thing about the game is that's I think that's where this game really shines as a campaign because it's one of those things that as you play each scenario in the campaign, your your demons basically can level up. You earn points yes. to buy you know different relics or different uh, you know boosters for whether it's your 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 leader or one of your lesser demons upgrading to, you know, a greater demon and so forth, so forth, a superior demon. Right. Uh, um, so then all suddenly you're, they kind of start as a, maybe a straightforward cabal, you know, right. but then you get the choice of how you want them to grow and expand. Um, I think that's a neat thing with the campaign. And we'll be, we'll be starting our campaign hopefully soon because Seth has finished painting his cabal. I believe he's done painting them. So uh, I'm interested to see what kind of disparity develops Mm -hmm. um, in just a two person campaign, because if Seth wins the first three games, is that going to leave me so far behind that the next three games, he's just going to stomp a mud hole in me. So I'm interested to see how that works out. But again, our, our group here is really not competitive. So if that was, if that ended up being the case, we would probably end up doing something like saying, oh, we'll just upgrade one of your guys to a greater demon so it's more even. You yeah. Know, just because we're not playing competitively, that's more than likely what would happen, something along those lines. Okay. Well, we have one last thing to go over in the game, some of the mechanics, and uh, people are asking, well, how do you win a game? Do you just slaughter everybody? Technically, yes. yes. But 
you earn soul points, right? Ooh. So that's what you get when you kill an opponent's demon. Is you get I the love the soul dice. Yes, you. It's kind of another one of those unique mechanics that I think is neat because it it really during the game makes you think as you're gaining these. So when you get you slay a demon, you get to take a uh, his soul dice, you roll it up and you put it on your sheet, yep. and basically whatever that number is, you can pick if you want to use that for like in a roll or just keep it for points towards the end of the game. Right. So now you got this balance. It's like, okay, man, I'm getting my butt kicked here. I need some help. But do I well, spend these? Oh yes. You spend them. <laughs> it was so much fun. It, the, when we played our first game it was so much fun because you can replace their dice too. So if you roll That's bad true. and you roll a one and they're attacking you, especially if if you play the demented like I do, because then you, if they roll two ones, you can give them that third one so that your special ability. What's that special ability? I'm not going to tell you. You need to buy the book, but <laughs> but you get three ones. You you um, activate my special ability so you can do that. I say that because that's exactly what happened in our game because I rolled my soul dice. We're still learning, still reading. I'm like, oh, man. That sucks. I got a one. Oh, no, it didn't end up sucking. But then if you get a six, you can use it for yourself or, you know, wherever you want. So you can play that soul die anywhere on the table, which is yeah. really neat. It's an interesting uh, kind of gamble thing, you know, in a game. Yeah. It's like, do I hold on to, you know, my hand toward the end of the game and try to just win by points or, you know, do you use uh, it I in game? You could do that, but it's so fun to use it in game. I yeah. burned so I burned so many soul dice. I was like, "Oh, look, I got more soul dice. Time to spend them." Man, it'd be that's that's money burning a hole in your pockets. Oh, it is, is, man. It's like somebody telling me about a new game. It's like somebody tell, "Oh, new game. I better go look at it right away, immediately." Man. And then, well, the last thing that we, you actually had on there is something special that one of our uh, friend of the show did which yeah. is my buddy Seth, who is, he just finished his cabal. If you want to check out his cabal, you can go into our Discord, the Indian Invasion Discord, and he's posted pictures as he's finished them up. Um, but when he and I were playing, like I said, I had to flip my sheet over where my D12s were on the front. Right. Yeah. And, and, well, so Seth does all kinds of cool stuff, designed his own game and um, does all kinds of cool computer stuff i'll just do this like it's like magic to me so it's computer stuff uh yep it, um our logo he's done all kinds of cool stuff like that so he made cards of all of the leaders all of the devout all of the lesser demons um i believe he did the i'm pretty sure he did the greater and the superior he everything well, yeah. he even the did relics. the campaign stuff yeah so he did everything and put them in card form now you can find those on our Patreon page. We have, mm -hmm. I think there's, I think they're a zipped file on our Patreon page. Yeah, they're That's just basic uh, JPEG files, I think, yeah. on there. So you can make them to any size you want. Then, yeah. once you download them. And Eric posted them ready to print in. What you posted them? Posted them in Discord and where else did you post in them? Coastal Con? The Coastal Con Facebook group. So. Yeah. You want to go over and join those, check those out, and that's where you can download those cards. They're free. Seth was just all about helping the community out. They're 
really good. Um, if you need these to see, you may want to print them a little bit larger because Seth is young and Seth can see. The, the so the font, of... right, right. So the <laughs> font is a little bit small for the people that have, you know, maybe need to wear things like this on their face when they're reading small cards. Like I said, Seth is still young, so he's not he's not at that point yet. He has, doesn't have to think about those things. Well, I, I know some people have taken part in that, and they said that it has helped them with their game. And I've seen people from other games kind of similar thing that where you can download and print out right. stat cards. They just put them in like a eight eight by eleven, you know, yeah. uh, folder book with just the the sliding clear pages, and then you just got a book that you can just flip through them all. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. I know. I've seen a lot of that for Wild West Exodus. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've seen a lot of that done there. So I think that pretty much covers the rules outside yeah. of you guys just going and buying the book. I mean, you can't beat the price. The the um, hard copy is available again. Yes, it is, so, actually. Yeah, it's available again. And it's 15 bucks for the PDF and the hard copy. I mean, you, you really can't beat that. And it's not, a, it's not a huge book, but it's a nice book. It's a nice soft cover book. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't mind a hard cover. Just saying, because that's the nice one that goes on the shelf, you know, that you show people, you're like, this is my rain in hell book. And you tap on it because it's a hardcover. You know? <laughs> and this, one, this is the one you take to the table, which I only have one of these. I probably should fix that. You know, got to have two so that when the person comes over to play that hasn't played. Well, that's a good point, actually. That's see? a very good point. See, I, I know what I'm talking about. Plus, I ordered mine as the second the game came out. So I have the one that doesn't have the corrections in it. And yeah, you, you do the too, don't you? One. Yeah. 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 We so got we the got collector the, first draft. That's right. We got the collector first draft. <laughs> so I need, I need the non-collector regular draft now. And uh, I'll probably end up getting one of those. Um, but, but that's all we got on the rules. We really encourage you guys to check out rain in hell. Cause it really is a lot of fun. It's a fast paced, furious game plays in a small footprint kind of let you use whatever models yeah, you whatever. want. I mean, if you're a Chaos 40K player or a Demons 40K player, you're ready right now. You, you have every cabal you could possibly want ready to go. So it, it's got that. It's the miniature agnostic, so you can use whatever you want. They don't even have to be scary-looking demons. They no. could be, um, I think, what is it, your succubus that looks sort of human? Yeah, this is a, just a D&D &D mini yeah. that I'm using. Yeah, so or a, a twenty year old Warhammer Ogre yeah. Kingdom guy. You know? Yeah, so you can just use whatever really fits fits what it is you're looking for, and you can check them out at snarlingbadger.com. That's where you can purchase it, um, and also the two authors, they also have YouTube channels. You can check them out. One of them is Adam. I think it's is it Loper? I don't know. Anyway. Uncle Adam is how everybody knows him, and he's tabletop minions. And then Vince, I want to I have to look to say it right. Venturella also does a 40k stuff. So you go check out their YouTube channels too. Yeah. But most importantly, check out the book. It's it's well worth it, man. It's 15 bucks. You can't yeah. beat that. You can't beat that with a with a stick. So on that note, if you guys want to hear more stuff from Indie Invasion, you can always 
check us out on Podbean. Podbean is our main host for our podcast, but you can check us out on all of the other podcast platforms, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, all those cool places. And I got another email today from some other place called wisdom so apparently you can find us on wisdom too i yeah (laughs) i tried to google it and i got a an audio uh a home audio place in nevada so Mm. i'm pretty sure that's not them but it's some new social podcast thing that i got an email for them today but you can check us out on those you can also check us out on facebook youtube twitter instagram and discord the discord is really popping right now we're having a lot of fun over there seeing a lot of pictures of tables and stuff so check that out our um, facebook is uh that's mostly where you can find a lot of the links and we throw stuff up of what's going on Mm -hmm. but youtube's been pretty active lately too so check those places out we got our instagram back up and running a little bit a little better now so check those places out and if you know of any games that are independent by independent developers please let us know shoot us an email at indianvasion at gmail.com and We'll probably buy the book. It's just well, what's going to happen. Definitely, we'll buy the I'll book. Buy, I'm going to buy the book because I am a rule book <laughs> junkie. Also, you can check us out at the Coastal Con website, coastaltext.com. You want to go check that out because all the links to everything that I just told you about are over on the Coastal Con page. You can also keep up with what's going on with Coastal Con, which is the convention that Indie Invasion spawned, birthed, sponsors. I don't know. It's it's the convention that I started and me and Eric are Indian invasion. So I don't know. It's all craziness, I guess. But you can also find some of our some friends of the con and friends of the show. You can find links to Discover Games, which carries all of the stuff that all these indie games that we throw out there. You can also find Unipolar Games, who does some of our swag that you can get from uh, Unipolar Games. He also does a lot of custom work on demand, which is really cool. You can also find a bunch of stuff about the tabletop engineer, our friend Jim Kelly, who does a couple different magazines, Bexham's Bazaar and the RPG and War Game Sourcebook, the JCPenney Christmas Catalog of Wargaming. You, that you it's a mouthful. <laughs> it is, but you definitely, you definitely need that one. So last but not least, you can always go check us out on Patreon. Now, the catch for going to Patreon today is you can get those card files over there so that you can set them up and print them however you would like, as big as you want or whatever, so that you can get those cards on your table for your games of Rain in Hell because you need to be playing the game because it really is fun. I think everybody out there that listens to us and is into the kind of games that we like would probably really enjoy how this one plays. On that note, guys, while you're out there playing Rain in Hell... And I guess some other games from independent developers, too. Remember to prepare yourselves for the invasion. Wow, 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 wow.
We should just keep that one in there and play that one just for nostalgia so we can <laughs> dance to it. 